Today's episode is brought to you by the Great Lakes Aquarium. Based in Duluth, Minnesota, the aquarium is dedicated to leading freshwater conservation by connecting all people to Lake Superior and the world's waters. Their mission is to engage and inspire, encouraging stewardship of the wildlife and water. And Great Lakes Great Responsibility. Great Lakes Great Responsibility is a network of volunteers keeping the Great Lakes Basin clean through litter removals. Join their efforts to pick up 1 million pieces of trash by visiting greatlakeslove.org. When the park invites you to visit, heed its call. Follow the trail of crushed sea glass it offers at your feet without hesitation. The invitation won't last long. Welcome to Supernatural Park. visitor. If this is your first visit to the park, then welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. It's Park Ranger Amy here to guide you once more. And it seems you're right on time. Excellent! The park has a busy schedule, you see, and it doesn't abide by tardiness. I'm never late to work myself, for I live here. The park is as much a part of me as I am of it. And isn't that true for all nature and the way it connects to us? Today, the park has brought us the lovely and humid wetlands of Loveland, Ohio. That's right, we're on the lookout for the Loveland Frogmen. If you're not wearing a long-sleeved shirt and pants along with sturdy hiking boots, the park has some for you to borrow. It's important to wear protective clothing when hiking, and just because the park can switch out different ecosystems doesn't mean it'll leave behind even a little tiny mosquito. They are an important part of the food chain, after all, for fish, bats, dragonflies, why, even the frogman itself needs them to survive. I'll give you a moment to get changed and we'll get going. Now, as we traverse the heavily forested and rugged mountains of Washington State to get to the wetlands of Ohio, be careful not to make too much noise or we may attract Bigfoot. I'm sure you're excited to see him, but we don't want him to get curious and follow us down into the swamp. You don't want to smell him when he's covered in swamp water, and I'm not too keen about pulling him out of the muck again. Are you ready? Great. Let's go. Here now, we're starting to get into the wetlands, so watch your step and keep your senses alert. We'll smell the Loveland frogmen before we see them, as it's been reported that the peculiar mixed smell of alfalfa and almonds follow wherever they go. Here's a quick fact about wetlands while we are hiking through one visitor. Swamps and marshes are both wetlands, that is, landforms saturated with water. The difference is that swamps are more dominated by trees and other woody plants, while marshes have mostly vegetation and other herbaceous plants. You'll also find them on the edges of lakes and streams, while the swamp is more often found along large rivers and lake shores. Let's stop here. This looks like a good place to wait and watch. That was a long hike, wasn't it? Why don't we catch our breath and take a lunch break? The park is ready for a good meal of storytelling. Today's poetry comes from me, Park Ranger Amy. The first poem is called A Motivation Speech. You are endless, a vast expanse of power in an ever-changing world. You are dangerous. When the winds of life rile you up, you don't hold back. You are free. 
No one can contain you for very long. You find ways of destroying your cage when pressure is applied. You are forever. The molecules that make up your existence cannot be destroyed, just transformed into a more powerful, different, but still the same beautiful you. The second poem is called Support. There is an endless support system for you out there. Little trickles like positive thoughts, small streams like kind words, mighty rivers like thoughtful actions feed into your body. And they even have support systems of their own. So whenever you're going through a drought and feel like your levels are low, just remember that somewhere reinforcement is coming your way. These two poems come from the inspiration I get from watching Lake Superior. Much of my poetry involves talking to the lake, but I also want to make a connection with the person's individual circumstances as well. Mental health is a struggle for me and many others. I hope my words can bring you peace and positivity during the times when it's most dark for you. Here, visitor, why don't you borrow a pair of binoculars to help you search this vast, open marsh? The Loveland Frogman is said to be able to have magical abilities and can cast spells with a wand it carries around, so it's best not to get too close to it. Back in 1955, one May night, a traveling businessman was driving over a bridge on the Little Miami River in Loveland, Ohio, when he encountered three humanoid frog-like bipedal creatures on the side of the road. They didn't seem to notice him as he watched them communicate amongst themselves, which allowed him to observe them. He later described them as close to three and a half feet tall, having leathery skin and webbed hands and feet. Their huge eyes bulged out of their head where they had deep grooves instead of hair. Their mouths were wide, not unlike a regular frog's mouth. I'm not sure if the salesman had done anything to attract their attention, but suddenly one had noticed him observing them. It pulled out a wand and waved it, sending sparks flying into the air. Terrified at what may happen to him, the man sped away. This was the first documented sighting of the Loveland Frogman. Shh, visitor, I see something approaching through the binoculars. Yes, exactly as I described it. Here comes one right now. It looks very much like an anthropomorphic frog, doesn't it? Let's sit quietly and watch what it does. Hmm, it appears to be hobbling in a certain direction. I don't think it's injured. With legs like a frog, I expect one to have a hobbling gait to it. I can see a small trail of reeds and cattails that have been pushed over. I wonder if more came through earlier? Perhaps it's following their trail. Do you notice its eyes? Normal frogs, the ones you and I are most familiar with, have a layer of tissue over them called the tapetum lucidum. This allows them to see at night. Many animals, like cats for example, have this feature. This is what causes their eyes to shine in the dark when you cast a light on them. Those who have reported sightings of the Loveland Frogman have reported illuminated eyes when a light is shined on them, so I imagine part of their anatomy is not dissimilar to a regular frog's. Look at its legs. They function like a human's, but still have the powerful muscles like a normal frog's. It's important to note that not all frogs can jump. Frogs that have shorter legs can only walk, crawl, or hop shorter distances. 
But this creature is about four feet tall, and much of that height belongs to its legs. The smallest species of frog, the cricket frog, has a body length of just one inch, but can still jump three feet. And the American bullfrog holds the record for jumping up to ten feet. Can you imagine how far the Loveland frogman, a four-foot-tall creature, could jump? Actually, let's not think about that too much. It's a bit scary. Well, visitor, it appears to have left, continuing its pursuit of the others. Wasn't that something? Let's hike back to the park's entrance, and I'll tell you of two other sightings that were reported. A singular frogman was seen on March 3, 1972, around 1 a.m. in the morning. Loveland police officer Ray Shockey was driving along the Little Miami River, the same river as a traveling salesman in 1955, when a three- to four-foot tall creature dashed in front of his car, its eyes illuminated by his headlights. Before the creature hopped over the guardrail and escaped into the river, it stood up and stared at him, and he was able to see its frog-like features and leathery skin. Two weeks later, on March 17th, another Loveland police officer, Mark Matthews, was driving in the same area when he saw something crouching in the middle of Kemper Road. Thinking it was roadkill, he stopped his car and got out to move it out of the way. But as soon as Officer Matthews got out of his car door, the animal he was looking at got up into a crouched position, then hobbled over to the guardrail, keeping its eyes on Matthews while it lifted its leg and prepared to jump into the river. Now, this is where the story branches off into two different directions. Some sources claim that Matthews took his gun out and fired but missed, scaring the creature into the water. Another source claims that he hid it and collected the body, then put it in his trunk to show Officer Shockey. When Officer Shockey saw it, he identified it as a pet iguana that perhaps had been abandoned by its owner when it got too big to care for, but it was difficult to tell because it was missing its tail. Years later, Shockey and Matthews would claim it was all a hoax, but believe what you'd like to, visitor. For myself, I know the frogman is real and not just some misidentified lizard. Why, we saw it with our own eyes today, something that few people rarely get to experience. Well, it looks like we're back at the entrance already, and I see the trail of sea glass has appeared to take you back home. We always seem to have such a short amount of time here, but there are many more stories about the Loveland Frogman that I encourage you to do some more research yourself. It's always great to learn new things. Thank you so much for coming, visitor. I hope I see you again soon. For now, have a safe trip home, and please, do not feed the wildlife. Sources cited from today's episode can be found in the show's description. If you have a short story, poem, or song you would like to feature on a future episode's lunch break, please send the written version or a sound recording to thesupernaturalpark at gmail.com. If you like this episode and want to hear more, as well as gain access to behind-the-scenes content and in-the-works poetry, visit my Patreon account at patreon.com supernaturalpark. You can also find the Facebook and Instagram for it by searching Supernatural Park. The music intro used in the show is titled Magic Forest by Kevin MacLeod. To hear the full version of the song or to hear more of his music, please visit incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-T-E-C-H dot com.